Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. Theory Tales Askew is proud to present the first chapter of A.A. Roberts' novel, The Sorcerer's Song and the Cat's Meow, Chapter 1 of The Feline Pandela Perfect. My name is Aikim Abdul Jamal Yasafa, and it is with a singular clarity that I recall my first encounter with the feline Pandela Perfect, also known as Hawkslayer, but that is another story. I was in New York City in the late spring of 1980, and it was very early in the morning. I was walking the streets of the city, admiring its nocturnal essence, when I chanced upon a deserted alley. I heard a faint rummaging echoing from the dark at the other end of this place, and my curiosity got the better of me. At the end of the alley, under a pile of discarded paper, a tail whipped back and forth. Some creature was having great fun with some garbage. My foot brushed an empty can, startling the creature, and out popped a cat. I knew the instant she was in full view that this was no ordinary cat. If you looked just right, it concentrated on the non-electromagnetic end of the spectrum, you could see an amber aura surrounding this feline of obvious prodigious talent. This, I thought, is a creature of power. Whereupon she gave me her most seductive kitty eyes. I am quite familiar with this unique feline form of non-verbal communication. The cat in question, like others of its kind, will close its eyes halfway and in such a manner as to enthrall your spirit. If a human female were to do this to a man, his mind, body, and soul would become enslaved to her. Cats, being of a different species, are just looking to ensnare your heart, soul, and the occasional fishy treats. It seems, dear lady, I said what was obvious to me she was female, that I have caught you at play. Imagine my surprise when the lady meowed and a wave of communication poured over me. It was more than telepathy, and at the same time, less. It was a million subtle movements intertwined with a look and a powerful thought that all translated into play. I was sharpening my nails. There is adventure to be had this night. She watched me very carefully. I imagined she expected me to run screaming from the alley. Did I mention I'm a bit of a traveler? I'm not native to America, or New York for that matter. I was born Egyptian. But I like to think of myself as a man of the earth. I have seen many strange things during my travels, and believe it or not, having this cat talk to me was not among the strangest. Adventure, you say? Of what sort would that be, dear lady? I smiled at her perplexed look. It's not too often one sees a confused kitty. They are ever sure of themselves. She collected herself and came closer. Adventure in the name of the Thirteen, of which I am a member. Now it was my turn to be surprised. Did I mention I'm a bit of a historian? Let me tell you of the Thirteen. Each of the major species, except humans, has a council of Thirteen whose charter it is to protect its members from extinction and enemy forces, whatever form those forces may take. Most of the councils were created just before the Great Purge, yet another story, 
and every ma member is imbued with arcane powers. Not all of the councils serve the best interests of the world, and some are harbingers of evil. You can guess who those might be. The rats, the snakes, the jackals, the bats, and particularly the three-toed three sloths. They're the very bitter not having those other two toes. Typically, the council members remain hidden and direct their charges from secret places, so it was much to my surprise that this feline had revealed itself to me. I know of the Thirteen, dear lady. I am honored that you have disclosed yourself to me. I am Pendela Perfect, and I am in need of a human this night. I think you'll do. With this, the lady rubbed up against my leg and claimed me for herself. I suppose most men would have been put off by the lady's assumption that I would simply acquiesce to her desires, but I have never been like most men. I picked the lady up and stroked her neck, and she let her motor go with a purr most profound. After ten minutes of this, my fingers became quite sore. I finally asked, So what is the nature of this adventure, Pandela? Pandela shrugged herself out of my arms and jumped to the ground. We go to battle the gutter folk. They are up to dark purpose this night. Come. And with the flick of a tail, we were off into the night. Pandela led me across many side streets, down secret alleys, under little traveled bridges and over seldom used paths until we came to a manhole. She prompted her little ass down in front of the steel plate and began to lick her paws. You may open it. Miss Perfect, why is it you so quickly assume that I can open this steel portal? Because I choose my humans well. I suppose this was meant to be a compliment, but cats do have a way of making you feel inferior, even when they're complimenting you. Of course she was right. Did I mention I'm a bit of an engineer? Not that one needs to be an engineer to open a manhole cover, but it does mean that I am given to carrying a minimal tool set in my trusty pack pack, which I always have with me. After several seconds of rummaging around through my pack, I withdrew my special pry bar. It is special because it was made for me by the great oriental craftsman Shang San Su, Besides being virtually unbreakable, its ends are ingeniously designed to serve several purposes, and it collapses to only ten inches in length. After only an instant, I had the cover off. Of course, this, look had, this yielded a look of, I told you so, from Miss Perfect, but I ignored the dismissive gesture. What a delightful aroma you've discovered, Pandela. I assume we're to enter this dark place. Pandela wrinkled her nose and at the stench wafting up from the nether regions and said, That is a smell only a doll could love. A faint tittering noise followed the stench, and I gave Pandela a sideways look. How many gutter folk are we to expect? It matters not, newly beloved. I will protect you, she said, and with this the lady jumped into the sewer. Now, I'm not adverse to adventure. As a matter of fact, there are some who say that I crave it, but I f prefer my adventure in the light, airy spaces, not in the dark, dank, smelly affairs. I pondered the black hole in front of me for a few seconds and then sighed. I pulled a flashlight from my trusty knapsack and clumsily dropped through the hole. I knew I wasn't going to like this. Pendela waited for me on the narrow stern stone curb that lined this very old sewer. She was dry. I was not. Pandela marched off into the gloom, and I followed. Are you going to enlighten me as to why we are pursuing the gutter folk? I hope it is for more than a light snack on your part. Unlike some of my canine acquaintances, I do not think with my stomach. I'm surprised you have any contact with dogs at all. I thought you felines hated them. Not at all. Some of my best friends are dogs. Rodents, on the other hand, are an entirely different story. 
One of our informants has suggested that the foul Lord Darkseer is going to try and raise one of the nameless ones tonight. I start in horror. One of the nameless dark gods? It's true. Is this Darkseer insane? Does it not know what horrors these creatures are capable of committing? Does it not know that these vile beasts destroy all life without exception? Pandela shrugged. Rats are like that. I followed her in amazement. I could not comprehend any creature being so craven as to risk creation and its own immortal soul by releasing one of these nameless horrors upon the world. Rats do have a tough go of it, being near the bottom of the food chain and all, but surely things weren't that bad. We traveled for what seemed an interminably long time. The farther we went, the louder the tittering became, and the more foul the stench. Eventually I pulled a bandana from my pack and covered my nose. My olfactory system was close to overload, and I imagined in my mind's eyes that my nose was turning gray and falling off my face. The sides of the sewer were caked with thick brown sludge. Here and there a sickly green gelatinous substance bubbled up from the heart of the brown sludge. Occasionally a snake-sized worm or a cockroach of prodigious size would wriggle out of said sludge. Eventually I was able to turn off my flashlight. Whatever the fungus on the ceiling was of this dank place, it gave off a green glow that cast an evil but visible pallor to the subterranean nightmare. Pendela stopped immediately, as did my heart. What is it? I asked in a barely audible whisper. She was gone in a flash, and for the first time I began to feel fear. I waited a few minutes. Finally, I could not contain myself. Oh, Miss Pendella, where have you gone? There was a splash behind me, and I spun with a start. Pendella dropped the carcass of a monstrous dead rat into the putrid water. Must you make so much noise? We are in the heart of the gutter folk's lair. A bit more caution is advised. Well, excuse me, but I thought you had abandoned me. I told you I would protect you. I was merely removing their sentries. Plural? There are more of that size? I asked incredulously. Ten, actually. But now there are no more. Come. My, my's, my eyes must have been as wide as saucers. Ten? I don't even like the one. It's awfully large. Pandela ignored me and continued her trek through the slimy place. A little further on, the sewer began to widen. After a few hundred feet, it opened to an immense concrete cavern filled with ankle-deep, gray-colored, fetid water. In the center of the cavern was a sight to send shivers up the spine of the stoutest of heart. Thousands of rats circled the clearing, wherein thirteen upright, man-sized rats circled a very small pool of slime. The thirteen rats wore rags that were formed into long, dirty robes. Two of them hold stairs made from some poor creature's bones. These wizard rats, for that was what they had to be, swayed back and forth and tittered loudly, waving vicious-looking upraised claws. The pool of slime before them must have been about a foot in diameter, and it glowed in eerie green light. For some strange reason, my horror turned to humor, and I laughed quietly. I turned to Pendel and said, I thought you said they were going to raise a nameless one. It looks like they're trying to raise a pool of slime. Why? Because rats are like that. Pendela looked at me askew, obviously uncertain of my mental condition. There was a crack of thunder and a bolt of black lightning that deafened my senses. The rats all began to titter in unison. My humor changed back to horror as I watched a huge glob of slime rise up out of the pool and instantly become a quivering mass of putrid flesh the size of five elephants. 
The wizard rats all scampered away, but some of their slower fellows were not so lucky and were consumed in the growing mass of corrupted green flesh. A black maw of torn cartilage and broken teeth opened on the side of the creature and issued a scream that causes me shivers to this day. Really, Pendella, we, aren't, we weren't invited to this party. Maybe we should be leaving. Pendella gave me a sideways glance and returned her attention to the monstrosity before us. We're a bit late. And I forgot my nameless horror begone spray I quit. If only I had thought to bring some salt with me, Pendella lamented. I looked at Pendella and wondered where she would keep salt even if she had it. Salt? It has been my experience that creatures of this configuration do not react kindly to salt. It tends to melt them. And how much salt would be required to do the job? A ton. A ton, lady, we do not have time to conscript the salt merchants and the dump truck. Well, we could get by on only a handful if it would lob into the creature's mouth. The creature screamed again, and, and its maw, which was on the other side of a sea of bloodthirsty rats, was easily the size of a small room. And being the only member of this party with the necessary appendages capable of throwing salt into said mouth, that task would fall to me if we had salt. I will not repeat what I grumbled as I began to dig into my trusty backpack, which of course contained not one, but two handfuls of salt. Did I mention I'm a bit of a gourmet chef? I swear that cat was smiling when she said, I told you I choose my humans well. It was just about that moment that the two of us noticed several thousand beady, feral, red, glowing eyes staring at us. My, that's unnerving. Any ideas, Your Highness? I'm feeling a bit outnumbered. I told you I would protect you. And with this, Pendella's aura began to burn more brightly. Oh, it was a sight to behold. That amber light wrapped around her like an ethereal cloak. Her coat began to take on a metallic sheen. The rats that had begun to advance stopped. Pendella crouched low and her tail whipped about like a razor lash. Her entire body seemed to have tripled in size, and her canines, or would that be felines, quadrupled in size. One of the wizard rats at the, end of the other end of the cavern screamed at its cohorts and pointed its bone staff at Pendella and me. That's when they charged. The screams of the rats were deafening, but they were nothing compared to the roar that issued from Pendella. She met the rodent's front head-on, and I was reminded of an ambulatory meat grinder. Rat bits flew all about as Pendella opened up a red path through the sea of rodents before me. Without hesitation, well, maybe a little bit, I followed Pendella into the sea of them, and I swung my backpack about with one hand and clutched the salt with the other. The wizard rat closest to the slime god aimed his staff at me, and I ducked none too soon. A dark ray of black light shot forth and blasted apart the sewer wall behind me. Great chunks of the concrete fell into the ankle-deep water and crushed the rats who were too slow to move. The slime god reared up on its hind sludge and screamed with that horrific mouth. It then made for us an undulating motion that I found quite disturbing. Pendella's momentum had been halted, although she managed to keep the rats at bay. At our feet, just under the water, were the bones of what must have been homeless people who had been unfortunate enough to discover the secret of the gutter folk. One of the other wizard rats raised his staff in our direction and began to chat in a rodent squeak voice. Its staff glowed with an evil purple light. I decided this was intolerable, so I picked up a splintered femur at my foot and hurled it at the rodent. 
It made a most delightful squeal when the skeletal spear pierced its heart. This activity spurred to inspire Pandela once more, and she regained her momentum towards the slime beast that was, in turn, headed towards us. I resumed swinging my backpack and crushing more than one vermin skull until we were within but a few feet of the nameless slime god. It was ugly, but even worse, it smelled like death and sewage combined. Great green gobs of greasy, grimy gobs of rotten, malodorous, fibrous... Well, you get the idea. We're falling off of it. It screamed again, and I could not shield my ears from this nerve-shattering noise. I hurled my plastic-wrapped handful of salt into the vent of noxious smells, and for the first time, the blasted creature went completely silent. Now, it's hard to say that anything with no discernible features got a funny look, but somehow that's precisely what happened. The rats all ceased their attack, and the wizards lowered their staves, which were in the process of powering up. The slime god began to shake and pulsate. Pandela turned to me. She was quite out of breath and had a very concerned expression on her face. I think it's time to go. And with that, she turned and ran. The rats all began backing away from their dark creation, and the wizard rats were suddenly nowhere to be found. That's when it occurred to me to run like hell. I was just at the entrance of the cavern when the thing blew. It didn't blow up into bits. It blew out into an ever-increasing blob of disgusting slime. The rats screamed as they were swept up in this tidal wave of puke-green nameless god chowder spewed from the cesspools of hell. I was about fifty yards in front of the mess when it hit the sewer I was in. I ran as fast as I had ever run in my entire life. I, I even caught up Pandela, who had reverted to her normal feline form. You didn't tell me it was going to turn into a river of goo. Pandela leapt up onto my backpack as I ran past her, and she hung on for dear life and simply replied, Run faster. The mess was only a dozen yards behind us when I leapt to the highest rung I could reach below the open manhole cover. I scurried up the rest of the rungs, and Pandela leapt off my backpack out through the opening. I lofted myself up over the edge as the goo bubbled up below me, but I was too late. My brand new shoes were ruined. I threw the manhole cover back over the open pit and sat down against a pile of discarded boxes. Pandela came over next to me and sat on her haunches. You did well, human. I would have your name. I smiled, realizing I'd never given the lady my name. I am Akim Abdul Jamal Yasafa, dear lady, and when you promise adventure, you do not lie. Cats never lie, Akim. That is a human construct. That may be, lady, but I know a few given to exaggeration. I saw the smile in Pandela's eyes, and she replied by jumping into my lap and rolling on her back. I stroked her neck and belly, and she began to purr loudly. You are a fine human. I'm so glad I selected you. Me too, Pandela Perfect. And that's how I met and became Pandela's companion for many, many years. We have had innumerable adventures, and I'm sure we'll have many more. Did I mention I'm immortal? If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. <laughs>